Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Thursday, August 6th. S&P futures are trading up just three points. That's about 10 basis points. Europe's major indices are trading down about 30 to 40 basis points. Asia saw mixed price action overnight. Japan, Hong Kong traded lower. Taiwan, Korea, mainland China saw gains. Um, so a few things to run through this morning. I think for from the perspective of US equities, the most important development overnight was just the state of US fiscal stimulus negotiations. So Tuesday night into Wednesday morning and then throughout trading on Wednesday, the tea leaves in the media were all quite encouraging um, you saw a lot of hopeful remarks from both sides of the aisle talking about how meetings have been productive. They were moving closer to a deal, et cetera, et cetera. Um, following negotiations Wednesday evening, the commentary Wednesday night um, when those meetings broke up was more skeptical, cautious, acrimonious. Um, you know, certainly they're still talking, they're still moving towards a compromise. But I think, uh, you know, during trading yesterday, it had looked like something was relatively imminent. I think as of this morning, you can say that you know it's going to take a little bit more time. So the two big areas of difference, uh, federal unemployment benefits are obviously the big one. The GOP has increased its offer from $200 a week to $400 a week. The Democrats are still insisting on $600. And then state and local government benefits, Republicans have increased their offer from zero to $200 billion, uh, and the Democrats are still up at a trillion. So those are the two areas, two big areas of contention um, that they still need to iron out. There has been talk about a deadline on Friday. Um, you know that is a very much an artificial deadline. There really is no deadline in this process. Obviously, um, you know the longer it goes on, the more that you have those federal employment benefits stay at zero. So that is going to um, presumably have an effect on the economy. But you know, I know the White, a lot of people in the White House are talking about a deadline on Friday. Um, that's not necessarily again. That's not true. And then you know the White House also is threatening to take unilateral action. The best thing that Trump could do or the easiest thing Trump could do unilaterally would be to extend the moratorium on evictions. But suspending collection of the payroll tax cut, which they have talked about doing, uh, I just think is completely unrealistic. Um, and it's not a credible threat in my view. So um, again, just logistically, as far as suspending payments, will companies then follow suit and also suspend collections from employees? Um, again, this is just a suspension of that tax. You will still that tax would still be um, would still have to be paid eventually if Congress does not take action. I, so, I, for a variety of reasons, I just don't think that that's really a credible threat for them to make. So, the White House does not have a lot of great unilateral um, steps that they can make outside of Congress, which is why I don't think Friday is necessarily a hard and fast deadline. So, talks are going to continue. Um, you know, I still think that you will reach a deal. I still think the numbers are kind of creeping higher from where they had been. Um, you know, I think roughly the market assumes about a trillion and a half dollars still. Um, I would have to say that the, the federal unemployment benefit expectations though have risen, um, you know, probably closer to about 400 at this point, just given that the, Dem the Republicans already, um, you know, already went up to 400. So I think, you know, that's now, I think the line in the sand for, for that component. So that's in terms of us, that's definitely the big macro theme. Um, like I said, just a more um, acrimonious tone on the negotiations. 
Other macro news for this morning, not a whole lot out there. You had a central bank decision out of India, somewhat surprising, left rates unchanged. You had not really impacting markets all that much. Indian stocks are actually trading higher. BOE, Brazilian uh, central bank decisions, uneventful. You had strong economic data out of Germany, factory orders, that, that's encouraging. Um, but otherwise, relatively quiet on a uh, macro front. Nothing too major out on COVID either. Um, you know, again, I think there's some celebration in those big states from July that have improved, although Texas um, looks, you know, had, had some negative numbers out yesterday. Um, and again, we're still at very elevated levels in the country in general. You're just not seeing kind of the headline flashes every day about Florida sets fresh record, et cetera. But the headline, uh, you know, the case figures are still at elevated levels and you are seeing red flags occur um, in certain other states, especially in the Midwest. So, um, you know, again, nothing all that incremental on the COVID front. Nothing new really on uh, the U.S. political front either. Uh, so turning to micro news, there was a lot to kind of go through here. So in the U.S. yesterday, you know, it was not a great night for growth momentum. So you had the second semiconductor company in as many days putting out negative reports. So Western Digital, um, the quarter itself wasn't too bad. The guidance was was awful. So that follows microchip from Tuesday night. So you know another another uh, negative evening for semiconductors. And then, you know, from some of these hyper growth names um, like an FSLY, uh, ETSY, and then Roku, all had numbers that on the surface looked fine and they were fine on an absolute level, but those stocks have had enormous runs. Expectations were super high. And so you saw weakness in a lot of them, especially um, FSLY last night coming for sale. So um, definitely a lot of these mid cap super momentum names, not. Uh, putting up in numbers that that step over the bar for investors. Um, Twilio launched a large secondary last night. And you had Bezos selling some stock in Amazon. Um, and then that follows yesterday. The Rackspace IPO did not trade very well. And then Rocket overnight, that IPO did not price very well. So definitely there's some hesitancy in the marketplace for some of these kind of you know big momentum growthy type of names. Um, so that's certainly negative uh, for that for that cohort of the market. Um, elsewhere in U.S. earnings last night, nothing too um, incremental. You had two negative life insurer earnings with Lincoln and MetLife. Live Nation, which is obviously you know sitting in the epicenter of the crisis, awful Q2 figures as anyone should have expected. Um, you know the tone on 2021 was very bullish, but you know there's a huge caveat that that assumes there's no pandemic. So um, you know they kind of made an obvious statement that things would be great next year if there's no virus. I think a lot of companies will say the same thing. So turning into Europe today, um, you know, a mixed bag on the earnings front, the positive ones, stocks that are rallying coming out of the report, Siemens and Adidas are probably the big ones. Um, Lufthansa opened higher after Earth Report, but it's since faded back to flat. You know, again, I think they lost less money than feared. The cash burn wasn't as great as expected, but Lufthansa is saying how they do not expect um, a return to pre-pandemic levels as far as air travel is concerned until 2024. So, you know, certainly airlines are in a very, very grim situation. I know there was some optimism around EasyJet um, earlier in the week with this with its commentary. Um, you know, and I would be I would be reluctant to kind of celebrate when load factors rise. Load factors are a function of capacity. So these airlines have slashed capacity aggressively. So that is going to cause load factors, which is just capacity utilization to increase, but it's not necessarily um, you know, a dramatic improvement in underlying trends. And just quickly back in the US in this fiscal stimulus bill, it looks like there will be another round of aid for airlines. Um, you know, and the airline stocks rallied on that yesterday and it's it's 
not negative necessarily, but it's also not really positive. This is just loans given to airlines. Um, it could they could turn into grants, but it's essentially just paying the airlines to keep their payrolls higher than would be justified based on current demand trends. Um, you know, because obviously that moratorium on layoffs ends on October first. Airlines have said they were going to be slashing jobs if they don't get more assistance. So, again, it's not negative for airlines, but I don't think it's really a reason to celebrate the group all that much. Um, on the downside in Europe, Glencore was negative. That's hitting um, that's hitting the rest of the mining stocks. Munich Re and AXA also were disappointing. That's weighing on insurers. Um, so that is essentially all the major news for this morning. On the calendar for today, the jobless claims, I think, are going to be very critical. So obviously, going back over the week in U.S. economic data, you had very healthy ISMs. But within the ISMs, you had um, soft. Em- the employment component of those ISMs was soft. Obviously, ADP yesterday was soft on the jobs front as well for the month of July. So these claims will be watched very closely. The claims, again, have been plateauing, creeping higher now for several weeks. The streets modeling sort of about unchanged for the most part. So we'll kind of have to see how those come in. For Friday on the jobs report, um, you know, whispers are still calling for a number, you know, around fifty to two hundred thousand, so well below the street print expectation. Um, you know, I think that report actually could help a lot, um, and as far as breaking the logjam in Washington, um, you know, a very soft number I think would help Democrats, and then a very strong number I think could help uh, Republicans. But that could be a very clarifying event. Um, as far as the negotiations are concerned uh, in Washington. I think actually both sides are probably waiting to see how that unfolds. So that is, and then just quickly on the earnings front, you know, again, we're well past the peak of earnings. A lot of the numbers, all the earnings we're getting now are just kind of confirming what we've already known as far as trends. So Bristol-Myers, Hilton, Viacom are the big ones this morning. Bookings, uh, Timus, Uber are the big ones after the close. And that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.